Welcome to the premiere episode of Talks with Dorks. This is a podcast made for dorks by a couple of dorks. And I'm going to introduce you to the two dorks you're going to be listening to. My name's Ryan. I'm an old school kind of dork. I love anything and everything that's geeky. And my good friend that's joining me is my old friend, Ash. Hi, Ash. How you doing? I'm good. How do you feel about this uh, podcast we're starting now then? You excited? Yeah. It's a bit fucking nerve-wracking because it's the first time we've done anything like it. But yeah, no, it should be fun. You've already dropped the F-bomb, so let's do the disclaimer now that this is (laughs) going to be an over-18 podcast. So there is going to be some Fs. There's going to be some probably any kind of swear word you can think of. So fuck it. Let's carry on as we mean to go on. Um, We are doing a podcast and we have dedicated this week's show to the one and only Cobra Kai. A great series that's over on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, stop the podcast now because this is going to be spoiler-ridden. So, straight off, Ash, what do you think of Cobra Kai Season 3? I don't think there's a person alive, honestly, that's uh, watched Cobra Kai and not thought it was a great program. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those... Obviously, it's from Karate Kid, isn't it? So, it's a carry-on from Karate Kid. And... The thing that's so like fascinating about this show is it literally appeals to anyone, even people that haven't watched the Karate Kid movies. Like, exactly. for instance, like my daughter. Okay, so my daughter's nine years old, and I've been watching Cobra Kai. Um, I think I was on uh, mid season two when she caught like the odd episode, and it comes to a point where she was kind of like continuously watching it with me. Like, I'd, I'd get up in the morning, I'd have my cup of coffee, I'd stick on Cobra Kai, watch an episode or two. And then it comes to a point where she's like, Daddy, are you watching Cobra Kai? I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Cobra Kai. She's like, oh, God. And then she'd like jump on the couch and she'd watch it. To the point where now she was starting to ask questions about it. Like, so, because she didn't know, obviously, about Cry So I was like, look, if you want to know who, who all these people are, like the flashbacks in this series, they're all going back to a movie, which is also on Netflix. So I was like, if you want to watch the first one and watch it from the beginning, go back and watch Cry Kid. And literally... I think I said that to her during the season two, but now season three's premiered. She's noticed it's back on TV again, obviously, because I've been smashing that out. And she saw like me watching one or two episodes, and she's actually now gone back, watched Karate Kid, and then she's finished Cobra Kai in a matter of I think four days. Good from girl. Seasons one. Good so from, girl. You know what I mean? She's she's literally watched the film because I walked in there while she's tidying her room, and that's like, well meant to be tidying her room as kids do, and you find her doing anything but. But um, she's like watching Cry Kid. I was like, oh, you're watching Cry Kid then? I was like, you're finally going to know who Mr. Miyagi is. <laughs> and, uh, oh. So, yeah, it's like uh, literally Monday, I think, she was watching the Karate Kid movie. And then she uh, she's finished seasons one to three already. I think she finished it like yesterday or Thursday. Well, that's good on her. That is really good on her because she's obviously she's like her dad in so many ways that she loves she loves the similar things. And uh, did you did you sit and watch the Karate Kid with her? Did you say or you didn't? No, I've I've literally I've not gone back and watched Karate Kid. Luckily, I, it has been a long time since I've seen Karate Kid. But the flashbacks that they do—that's the good thing about it as well. They do the little flashbacks that are from yeah. the original movie. And even though I've not seen it, those little flashbacks jogged my memory. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So then I remembered like what like because I think I was talking to you about the um, the flashbacks to the uh, is it Okinawa or where was it the uh, oh, oh yeah Tommy Village in Okinawa. So when he's yeah when he goes in back. Okinawa yeah. So uh, that's I think Karate Kid two I'm yeah. least familiar with. It's I, I think I've seen that probably once or twice in my lifetime. And um, yeah, but those flashbacks I was like oh yeah the tsunami and all that lot that they had on that one. That's those little flashbacks just reminded me of those. So I kind of got where it was coming from. So going back to sort of like, let's start, let's go into and sort of discuss the season, you know, from the start, should we say? And it starts with the fallout of what happens to Miguel, obviously the champion of Cobra Kai, falling down off the stairs and hurting his back. How did you, did when it started, did you feel like, oh, is this going to be, he's going to already be walking or did you think, right, they're going to play this season on his injury? Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of the injury, that's the only thing I thought was quite rushed, really. I mean, it was comical now, and I don't know what the time lapses were, but it just felt like it was very quick from the time where someone breaks their back to the point where they're up and walking. You know I, what I mean? This is something I've been wanting to talk to you about, the whole injury situation. I, you know, I'm glad that he's back and he's walking and stuff, but it, like you say, you didn't know. Uh, you could obviously tell there was meant to be like a couple of months 
jump in because certain things had happened and it's like Robbie was in and out of prison really quickly. Um, yeah. And, and, and obviously Miguel's walking again. That, but that to me, because there was no explanation of how long it had been, it felt like, hang on, he can't walk. He's never going to walk again. He's walking. He's now in a fight where he's getting his back quite injured. We'll go into the sort of last bit soon. He's getting his back and he's fighting again. It seemed like it had only been a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing as well. I mean, like you, you referred to um, when Robbie came out of prison with that one. Luckily, there was no real time frame on how long he was meant to be in there. I mean, obviously, he kicked a kid over the railings. He injured his back. He was hospitalised, but then the guy was out of hospital, so he survived it. They also said that if he handed himself in, it would be a reduced sentence. So you don't kind of know how long his sentence was. It could have literally been like just a couple of months. You know what I mean? It's like a slap on the wrist type sentence. But that's what I mean. Uh, there was no explanation. But- yeah, but then, like, so that luckily, that's the only way you can get around that is the fact that they didn't really tell you how long his sentence was in prison. But, yeah, like, when with the Miguel injury in his back, obviously, I th- was it broken or was it just a nerve damage? I I can't remember. Obviously, he had the um, the brace on, didn't he? The, like, the full kind of, but, the proper screw brace kind of thing that they mount you to when you've got, like, yeah, knee injuries. which came and went quite quickly. Brace. This, I mean, I'm obviously, I love this show, but these are the, there's a couple of little bits like this that I wanted to talk about that just, to me, was like, eh, this got gone a bit quick. He's he's walking again. He's ready to fight. I, I don't I don't know whether that's because, you know, I've binged it so quick. You know, usually you might watch a show that spreads out over 10 weeks because it's 10 episodes, but I've done it in a day. yeah. So it's like it felt like it was the same right. day, realistically. <laughs> yeah, I think like I watched one episode a day till it was uh, pretty much finished. But no, I, I had the same thing where I just thought it was really for someone that had broke his back to the point where he was already up and standing. I thought yeah, that was a little bit rushed, maybe. But you know what? It didn't take it. It didn't take away from the series. I still oh, no. really thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was like the whole him trying to get him to walk was hilarious most of the time. Like oh. he set his fucking feet on fire. That that <laughs> like was the bit where he pours gasoline on his shoelaces and fucking sets them on fire, and he's like, "If you want to, you know, put out the fire, you're gonna have to dance and put it out, kind of thing, you know, or stamp on it or something." And then it took took him to go to, and I'm I've, I've been dying to talk to you about this. When they go to the concert, I can't remember the singer's name, D something, um, but he's obviously from the rock group, and he does "I Want to Rock." When that came on, "I Want to Rock." Yeah, from um. Oh, what's what's the band now? Now I can't remember the band. The, I can't. Um, I can't remember. Twisted Sister or something. Is it, it Twisted Sister? I think it is. Yeah, and D. Yeah. His name was D something. We really should have done yeah, research yeah. on that one. But um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Once we're uh, famous on this, people remind us about our early cock ups. Um, so obviously, when that came on and it was "I Want to Rock," mate, did I mark out? I went crazy for that. It's such a tune. And yeah, I, I think one good thing they've always got, they've always got a really good soundtrack because obviously it's the era where like, you know, Johnny and Danny grew up in like 80s, all the hair rock bands and all that lot, like, um, you know, Motley Crue and all that lot. Like when they was playing that Motley Crue kickstart my heart and that car chase scene, I, I had the sound bar on when I was uh, watching it. So obviously I dimmed their lights down. I have my little cinema setting. I have my soundbar on, so it's got the bass boost on it. And when that scene kicked off and like you, you got that Motley crew blaring through the speakers, it's a, uh, that yeah, it's fantastic choice of music the whole way through those. And you know, I love three seasons. I love it as well. They use songs and throughout the scenes, they use songs from the original movies as well. But sometimes like when they did cruel summer, I love that song from the karate kid. They did like a, like a, a more acoustic version of it uh, early. I think it was season two. They did like an acoustic version of Cruel Summer. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, it like, brings that, that song one. back, brings that song back. I think the only one, unless I've completely missed is, is you're the best around. I've not heard that come up yet. I don't remember it in the yeah. show. I've not heard it. No. So I, I'm hoping they're saving that for some sort of big finale of, I mean, I'm hoping it goes on for a couple more years, but that's, that's the song I remember. That song actually makes me, uh, just think of the All Valley Tournament, the, the competition yeah. when he's going through and he's the other best around. It's such a proper eighties tune, such a proper eighties tune. Um, so yeah. we're back at the beginning of Cobra Kai. Uh, obviously, it comes into it uh, as Johnny sort of lost his way a bit, hasn't he? Because of what's happened to Miguel, he's lost Cobra Kai to Crease. Who can I say? Thirty? Is it thirty-seven years later? He is. No, I think they said it was like. Like since the first film, I think they said it was like twenty-seven years, wasn't it? I'm sure it's older than us, Ash. It was 1984. How old are we? You're you're, you're 35, so it's 36 years. 
36 years since oh, it's coming out. I remember him saying something about 27 years in the series. I must have been wrong. It might have been, yeah, they might have said 37 then. Crease has not lost his touch. He's still... Oh, yeah, he's still a massive prick. And he still scares the fucking shit out of me. Straight up, he's got that he look. Is, he is a good villain. He is a great villain. You know what I mean? You'd think sometimes when they go back, you know, you've seen films where they've carried on films and it, you know, oh, I wish I hadn't now. I'm glad I see it, but I wish I hadn't because people yeah. have, they're not as, they're not as young as they used to be. He still fucking really gets to me. Like, he scares the fuck out of me. Like, you would not want to piss that guy off. Yeah, he does. He plays the part well. He does. He plays the part of someone that you literally think could rip your throat up. Exactly. I mean, it's not just he's got the look, he's got the sound. It's like I would love. I'd imagine one day if we could get him on the show or something like that, do an interview with him. That'd be amazing. But I think we're thinking a little. I'm thinking a little bit too far ahead of us. (laughs) But could you imagine getting? I'd love to see what he's like in real life. I've just started following him on Twitter and stuff like that. And he just even there, he seems like he's in character. So I'm like, is he a? Is he like Johnny with social media in the series like obviously because he probably has no clue is he that bad with it because obviously Johnny's his big thing is like he doesn't know what social media is which is one of the reasons shut it to the internet hash brown cobra kai Um, Ash Brown, yeah, yeah. Um, again, and that's one of the reasons why I was so adamant with you getting um, into Cobra Kai. I know you were going to, you were saying you were going to, but when you finally got into it, it's because of Johnny and the way he is, reminds me in a way of you, but like, I don't know, it just reminds me of your, your attitude, the way he is. I mean, you are not the most favourite of social media people. All right, you're not as sort of behind as Johnny is. But... Yeah, I think I have like Instagram and even that I rarely use. So, But yeah, I'm, I'm one of these people that kind of almost hates mobile phones because I see how much people are on it. And it like winds me up like you'll literally go to a dinner with a group of mates and they'll all be on their fucking mobile phones typing away and that really bugs the shit out of me. I, was like, I don't get it, and, and it's literally it's given me a, almost a bit of a hatred for mobile devices and that because like you, I think you was the one that was like talking about my phone and this and I was like, mate, I have about two apps on it. Yeah, because you, <laughs> like, you literally do nothing. Phone. I'm like, Ash, have you got this app? You got that? no, I haven't got a clue what that is. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that is. Even like the simple apps, I think you should have. Like, oh, um, did you know you could play Xbox on uh, your your phone with it? Yeah, don't, don't bother me. Don't use it. All right, okay. All right, sweet. Yeah, no, mo- mo- mobile gaming is it's the cancer of gaming. So I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Cancer is a strong word to use for gaming, but okay. <laughs> I just despise it. It's like, Christ. It's... But no, yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's, it is hilarious. Though. One of the bits the that got me uh... is... Uh, this is something, uh, again, a topic I want to talk about, is I love... Right, Red herrings in Cobra Kai, how they make you sort of think something and throw you off the scent. Like the whole, like, one of the ones I'm talking about now is like Johnny with his phone. Like, we knew, we know we need Johnny to see his phone because he's had a friend request from Ali. Ali with an I from the Karate Kid. Daniel and the, the love interest of the first film. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you want him to go back and find his phone. And it's just like how he keeps saying, like, every, he keeps dropping, he's like, oh, I don't have a phone anymore. You're like, oh, yeah, but you need to get that phone. We need you. Like, as soon as you get that phone, we know that something's going to happen with Ali. And it's when he takes these laptop to the uh, to the pawn shop and the guy's like, he's like, yeah, it's just died on me. And he's like, you do know you have to charge it, right? And it's the look on his face, like, and you can get Facebook on there. <laughs> like, no, uh, it was um, Thingy. It Miguel's, was, uh, Miguel Miguel's Miguel, told him about it. Yeah, he was Miguel, the one that was oh, like, sorry, the pawn shop guy get t- on the laptop. Yeah, but it's what I'm saying. You knew it was cut. Like, all right, so yeah, it's like it was coming because the guy, t- the pawn shop guy, tells him about the power. That's how he needs to, he yeah. needs to plug it in. And then, yeah, that's right. You're right. Miguel comes up and says that you can get Facebook on your on your laptop. It's like, I was like, yeah, he's like, you've got a computer, right? Because he's like, I don't have a phone anymore. But, but, um, but no, because I think I I messaged you about that, didn't I? Because obviously you had finished it well before I even started it. I, I think I got um, woke so up by my stepson three. on New Year's Day. Brad was waking up, going, "Can we watch Cobra Kai? Can we watch Cobra Kai?" I was like, "Brad, like, I really want to watch it, but I'm still like half asleep." He went, "I'm going to go watch it." So he went and locked himself in the room because he knew that I weren't. I won't going to go in and catch episode three, two minutes of it, because I'll be annoyed. Spoilers. I want to sit and watch it myself. Yeah. So then I, I, by the time I started, he was two episodes from finishing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I was ready. But it's I- like, I think I remember, it must have been like, it was about episode three. And I remember messaging you saying like, what's going on with like Ali? Because the whole right. thing with like, it's like, that episode two finished with him kind of like throwing his mobile phone because he messaged her obviously at some point during season two, threw his uh, phone onto the beach. And then 
you kind of see that message come back from Ali, didn't you? On like yeah, it, a friend request or something. Yeah, and then I was like, they've kind of like blown over it. I think I was about five episodes in. I'm like, they've kind of blown over the whole Ali situation. Is like, is she coming back to it or what? And I was like, I didn't know quite what was happening with it. But that's what I mean. You had um, those red herrings all the way through where he kept mentioning he's he doesn't have his phone and then the laptop. You like, it was kind of like. Again, when Miguel said you can get Facebook on your laptop, I was like, I remember thinking to myself, oh shit, yeah, like, he doesn't need his phone. Get on your laptop, you can talk to Ali. And when you text yeah, me I that. Think, I, I think everyone in like the social today doesn't know that you can probably get Facebook on your laptop. I think everyone's just so used to having it on your sodding phone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you forget that you don't, you, obviously, you what you know that he's thrown his phone, so you're kind of thinking, like, you need to go, is he going to go, is it going to be like a thing where he goes like, running down the beach to find his phone? It was the most simple yeah. thing. Turn your laptop on, go on Facebook. And that was it. Yeah. And, it and, and, and then it goes into that, the next red herring I was going to say, because obviously when you text me saying about the whole Ali thing, I had just finished the show and I'd seen what had happened with Ali and it wasn't what I was expecting because they'd given so many red herrings that Tori was her daughter, Tori with a Y, saying it like she said, Ali with an I in the first Karate Kid. And then if you remember in, in season three, she keeps talking about her mum being sick and you even see her mum, but you don't see her face and it was an obvious, oh, okay. they were trying to make you think that was her because she, you see her laying in bed and I think her brother goes over and gives her something and she takes it off of him, but you don't actually see his mum and it kind of goes, makes you go, oh, it's that Ali, it's that Ali. Oh, see, I think that went right over my head then. Oh, no, no, see, I, I, I didn't know that's what they was hinting at at all. Uh, it's also the reason because it was also in um, Fat Man Beyond the, the podcast that's what they said about it as well so I was like I knew I weren't wrong in thinking it and like the fact that you like I said you just didn't see her mum and it to me I knew straight away it was a red herring not I didn't know it was a red herring but I thought it was an obvious thing that she's coming she's here she's right here in front of us the whole time and then all of a sudden yeah. it gets to that episode where she appears and it's the complete opposite of that she's looking great she's in she, she's come back she's still rich She's done well for herself. She still looks like Ali. She still looks yeah, like Yeah, I mean, Ali. I love the fact that, obviously, they got back all the original actors and they keep just bringing back the original actors. And I had no idea that it was, like, the lady from The Boys. Like, do you know her name? The, uh, Elizabeth the Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. So, yeah, like, I had no... When she came out, I was like, holy shit, is that the... That's the uh, the woman from The Boys, like, the, uh, the head of the corporation. So then I had to go back and have a look. I was like, no way was that fucking Ali in, like, Karate Kid. See, and I, I went back. I was like, "Holy fuck! That is actually Ali from Karate Kid." So it was actually her all along. I was like, "I didn't crazy, put the though. connection together because when I see, see for me again, I have recently watched all the Karate Kids in the last year because of having the kids. Like Brad's got right into it. He got into Cobra Kai. We've watched them all. So I saw yeah. Ali. I saw Ali, and I was like, "Yes, it's her. She's beautiful. She still looks as beautiful as back then. She's there." And it weren't till I listened to um, Fat Man Beyond. I keep talking about another podcast, but Fat Man Beyond, and they said about the boys and then you said about the boys i was like oh fuck it is yeah and i'd yeah. never even thought of her because I, I i didn't see i saw her as the character in the boys i suppose i see her yeah. as the character in the boys not as ali with an eye it's her she's no. in it um but we're jumping ahead of ourselves because we're all talking about ali um and the last of the episodes we need to wind back a little bit um and talk about let's go into the segment of the show uh, segment of Cobra Kai where Daniel takes a little trip to Okinawa. Now, again, oh, okay. this is for you. You didn't remember much about the Karate Kid 2, but again, with the flashbacks, you see it all. Yeah, How did like, that play out for you? bits. Well, what like, I, I like the scenery change. Like, obviously, Japan's a beautiful place anyway, you know, and it's, it's like all the little offshore islands all that is literally just so beautiful. It was, it's kind of like an eye-opener as well on like how much things change as well in society now. You know, like, because he goes back to that little village and obviously anyone that would have seen um, Karate Kid 2, it is literally like a little, like, shack village, isn't it? It's all yeah. that little straw shacks and all that, like, mud shacks and whatnot. So it's this tiny little village in the middle of, like, the mountains or something. And then obviously he goes back to it and it's been turned into a big shopping mall now. And uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit sad in a way as well because, like, it was a beautiful place and all that. Like, and it's like, it's what the world's like nowadays isn't it it's like the world is changing massively and in just that short space of time from when we were kids which is the same kind of thing you know how much things have changed like i'm going back to where i was from in say basildon where i used to live i think you remember there used to be a massive playing field outside my house and it was it was a beautiful place to play it was just massive green fields we used to play on them all the time and then i went back only a couple of years ago and they've literally 
bulldozed all those fields and turned them into roads and car parking spaces. But that's and just a lot of rubbish the where the, the park is. used to be. Uh, they, yeah. Literally, that park bit in the middle, man, it looks so bad because people just literally dump it. I don't know why we're talking about Basildon, but it's literally just like a dumping ground now. But it's, like, you're saying about the whole change, I think because, like I said to you before, I love all the Karate Kid films, but the one I had on VHS that I'd watched the most was Karate Kid 2. So that one yeah. is the one I knew more. So I think I genuinely felt gutted when I saw Tommy Village uh, Mall and I saw it. I yeah. was like, oh, man. Where's Mr. Miyagi's house? Like, what? Because that's one of the things about Cobra Kai, man. He's not there and he's not in it, but man, there's, is, has Mr. Miyagi got a presence on this whole show? Oh, yeah. From, like, season one right away through, that's the one thing, like, I was saying about Isabel. Like, it's that much of a presence. I was like, now, if you go back and watch Karate Kid, you'll finally know who Mr. Miyagi is. But because he's always mentioned, these pictures always on the wall. There's always these little flashbacks with Mr. Miyagi and that. But So he's still a big part of the show. And and it's it's that present like even when like when Crease is like saying things about Mr. Miyagi not nice things like that it, like you, I feel like I, I want to punch him for that and that's why the acting's so good because I want to punch him because like you're up you're, you're talking bad about Mr. Miyagi like no he's not with us anymore this is Mr. Fucking Miyagi man like Daniel Sun is great but Mr. Fucking Miyagi is what why, why we watched it because he was something else <laughs> yeah um, but like you said with the whole like flashbacks of uh, it. it brought it all back kind of because like i said i think like i said i'm 35 now and i think i've only watched that film once or twice in my lifetime now i've watched karate kid because it was one of my favorite films back then obviously it was the uh the 80s early 90s so i think it was very popular time for karate anyway i think every kid did karate at one point or another in their life back then so i was obviously big into my karate and um obviously karate kids the first film came out. So I did rewatch that a good six, seven, eight times. It was one of my favorite films back then. But, um, yeah, like the number two, I hadn't watched that much of, but then watching those flashbacks, I was like, Oh oh, yeah. I remember that, like the little girl with the tsunami that he goes and runs into. Like what's that? The little girl's name in that one. Um, uh, Yuna. So like, yeah, like he runs into her and she saves his, uh, company and stuff and then it shows that she was the little girl that he helped off that telephone pole during yeah. like the tsunami and stuff and i was like oh crap yeah and if i don't even know if that is the original actor or not i, I that's something i've not looked to and I, I was meaning to do i i think it's something i will have to check out i've got a feeling because she did look do you know what i mean i i can't, and i looked and i'm like well knowing yeah like knowing their reputation for bringing back all the originals it wouldn't surprise me if it was, but I was just like, wow, how much has she changed from like that little girl that was hanging on that pole that he piggybacks down that and telephone pole to like it, now. And in the same sense, you've got Kumiko, the, the Daniel's love interest from number two, who she yeah, she yeah. generally just does look like a slightly older version of herself. And she's still, even her, she's only in it for like a thing. She didn't have to put her heart and soul into it, but obviously it's something she's so known for. She played the part of Kumiko again. It was perfect. She came in and wh- how she did it and how she s- helped Daniel with Chosen, which we're going to go into in a sec, is because he's... Yeah. Oh, mate, that guy. Um, but she came in and she was pivotal to get Daniel on his path and reconnect with Mr. Miyagi and get his business. He, She is what got him the sort of... What he needed from Okinawa. Yeah. She was all of it. Like, going to... Like I said, let's talk about Chosen. Now, to me... Again, Karate Kid 2 is my favourite one. That guy was something else. He, he, it was, like Mr Miyagi says, this is for real. This is fight to death in this, yeah. this situation. And the way he comes into that, I was like, I'm sure, come on, they're going to get on, right? But the way he plays it, the whole, I don't drink. You're like, oh man, this guy really don't like <laughs> Daniel. He's stand-up-ish, yeah. And it builds up and it builds up and they're getting into the fight. Oh, you're not having the scrolls. You're, you're not having, you, you're, not, you're not ready for that. Mr Miyagi didn't tell you everything builds up to that point where they get into the fire and he t- disables him with the, the pressure point, Mr. Miyagi pressure points, or they call it Miyagi-Do yeah. pressure points, completely sort of takes out Daniel, brings him to the point which is like one of the best parts of the film. Live or die, man. Live or die. And he's die. And he does the whole honk. And so, but the thing is, as soon as he did it, I knew what he was going to do. I was like, this is it. This yeah, is that, the mo- see, that's the funny thing. Like... Uh- being how long it's been since I saw it, the moment he pulled his head back and he raised that hand up like that, I didn't even need the flashback. Instantly, I literally flashed back and I was like, wait, I remember this. Because he goes like, you know, he goes the whole 
goes to he wants to die, so he goes to chop him in the throat or the face or whatever he was meant to do, but instead gives him the old squeeze of his nose and a like, honk. And uh, yeah, when he done that, like he said, how his bloody persona changed after it that. Changed. It changed, and the way he there, was it's... laughing, like the whole, like the way he just barreled over laughter. It's like you knew, it's like he, you genuinely believed he'd waited thirty fucking years to do that back to him. Like he yeah, played yeah, yeah. that so well. Like you, you really like this guy's still a dick, but it turns out he's well alright, and he basically helps Daniel. It's kind of that whole coming back full circle. He helps Daniel complete his Miyagi Do training. Yeah. After all the and it's him, you know, because his his teacher was Sato, his uncle, uh, who was mortal en- enemies with Mister Miyagi till the end of the film, and you know they, they become friends yeah. again after all these years. And it's it's again, it's like bringing Mister Miyagi and Sato back. It, it, it full circle, it's full circle, and you see him change. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't remember that part of the film. So that, so what you're saying is like during the Karate Kid two. The whole focus on that was obviously with Mr. Miyagi, and was it his brother or was it his trainer? It's his best friend from a kid, and best uh, yeah, I, I slightly remember that they had some tension or something. I, that part of the film, but I don't remember it was kind of centered around that friendship, and then they became friends, and then obviously that's what's happened between Chosen and Daniel. It's it's in, basically the same thing. So when they get to Okinawa, like to cut short, they get to Okinawa, uh, they meet. Uh, Sato's nephew who's chosen uh, and instantly yep. he's he's the dickhead he's obviously you know straight away he's the one that Daniel's going to be focusing on Sato is Mr Miyagi's best friend from a kid who they were both in love with the same woman who is the auntie of Kumiko who she's who, yeah yeah <laughs> she's the auntie of Kumiko so that's obviously who the ones the letters from Mr Miyagi were made for the, yeah. you know, the, they were made for his, the love of his life and They'd fallen out because they both loved the same woman, basically, and they wanted to fight to death. And it ends up being Daniel and Chosen that do the fight to death. It's not Sato. But just before, when the the typhoon happens, that's when Miyagi and Sato become friends again and Chosen decides that, no, he's been disrespected. He wants to fight Daniel. And it happens. The fight happens. The honk happens. And that's the last time you see Chosen. Um, So... It, it just like I said, it was like having Sato and Mr. Miyagi there as a presence as well for the whole thing. It right. it was unbelievable. It was, it was such a for me, especially you know, like you said, you felt it when you saw the flashback. It's a nostalgic feeling of Karate Kid Two. It was like watching it again. It was like seeing it and seeing that come full circle and complete that story that we saw yeah. thirty odd years ago. And that that's what they do well. I mean, like you could literally start from season one of Cobra Kai and you'll learn everything you need to know just from their flashbacks alone. So you don't have to go and watch Karate Kid if you've never seen it and you have no intention of seeing it. My daughter, obviously, she wanted to go back and she wanted to watch it so that she got a better understanding of Mr. Miyagi and she just had an interest, so that's fair play. But you don't have to do that. You You could literally start as a brand new fan and watch... Cobra Kai season one, two and three and you'll get everything you need to know just from the flashbacks alone. Yeah, but then I think at the same time that's because we've we've done we've done the Karate Kids before. We do kind of know. So just like you said, the flashbacks really helps you because you remembered it. I think with the newer generation, like your daughter, is that they see it and they need to, they like, they see them flashbacks. But like, I mean, actually, I want to know what happened. So it's then giving Karate Kid one, two, and three another play on Amazon Prime on Netflix because people are like, I need, I haven't, I've never seen this. I need to know what this is. I've only seen the Jaden yeah. Smith version of the Karate Kid. With with uh, Jackie Chan as that Mr. Han slash Mr. Miyagi, because that, that's okay. That, like my missus had never ever seen the original Karate Kid. She'd only seen uh, that one with Jaden Smith, and she was like, oh, I, I, the other one's going to be old and crab, and then she's seen it and enjoyed it. Like, it's like yeah. that's the original. It makes you want to go back. Which, to be honest, I've got a feeling because did you did you notice that Will Smith is an executive producer on Cobra Kai? I did not know. No, he's an executive producer. I don't know whether that's just purely because like he bought the rights because he produced um, that version of Karate Kid. I he bought the rights to it when he produced that the new Karate Kid one. Yeah, I think so. That that or that is something to do with it, and potentially like could obviously because after what I assume with season four and what happens at the end of season three is going to go into Karate Kid three. I think they might be able to venture into the next Karate Kid and possibly this other Karate Kid as like a. Because it wasn't Mr. Miyagi, it wasn't Daniel. They were different characters and different names. That could yeah. be a factor as well 
into it. You could bring Maybe. it into. I mean, I don't think they need to go that far. But I mean, I've, I don't even recall seeing Karate Kid Three. I'm not even sure if I've seen that one. Wow. But, okay. So yes, yeah, so, uh, I can't imagine it's very good <laughs> because uh, obviously it's not that well known. Like it's not as good as the other two, but it's still I, for me. I if I'm going to watch them, I'm going to watch all three. Yeah. I can skip the next Karate. It's a for me. It's a cute little film, but I just remember pissing, being pissed off about the next Karate Kid because when Mr. Miyagi goes, oh, I'm going to go visit some old friend, or I'm like, oh, my Wait, God. is that number three? That's number four, the next Karate Kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen that one. But, yeah. yeah, I don't remember a third actual Karate Kid with Daniel. In. Yeah, yeah. So the, right, so that's where I think the ending of Cobra Kai the, with the whole Vietnam flashbacks and all that, what it was building up to was to crease making that phone call at the end it's been a long time do you have no idea who he's calling right okay ah oh, see this is the this is where this is good for us to do this so quite a good free is um daniel and miss we come back from okinawa and they decide to set up a uh what's it a bonsai tree shop uh, Daniel helps okay. uh, Mr. Yogi set it up because it's his lifelong dream. They set up the shop and basically Crease is back, um, and but he's like lost everything. And he goes to see his army buddy, who's like a multi-millionaire, who's like basically another dickhead, basically called Terry Silver. And he says, "Look, you go off on holiday, Crease. Let me deal with Daniel." And he basically go, go, goes and says, "Oh, Crease is dead." To Mr. Miyagi and Daniel, I you know I just want to say sorry for what happened. You know he plays them that he's like taking over Cobra Kai. He's poor and that he's gonna come back. He's gonna you know open Cobra Kai with a different way. But it's all a ploy to get Daniel to sign up for the All Valley to embarrass him against his champion that he's brought in, which is some the bad boy of karate, Mike Barnes. So they bring this other like guy in to do it a crease comes back and it ends up in an all-out war where daniel actually sort of goes over to cobra kai and starts learning because mr miyogi says i don't want you to do the competition you don't need to do it so he turns his back and says i'm not going to train you to do it so he goes to cobra kai because he believes this guy and it turns around so basically the moral of the story is that that guy he's calling on the phone is leading you to believe it's not only the guy he saves uh in the prison you know the guy he saves at the end that he should have killed. Um, oh, in Nam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's not only making you believe that that's him that he's calling, but obviously it's it's also it could also be that the other the karate guy that Mark Mike Barnes, the the bad boy of karate. But basically, he says, "I'll always owe you," and that's what he that's who he is in in number three. He is this Terry Silver, who's now a multi millionaire who do anything for Johnny. He's trained by Johnny uh, Johnny Crease, sorry uh, John Crease. Um, He's trained by Crease and is his best friend, basically, and will help him. So that's who he's calling. He's bringing him back at the right. end. Okay, so I've got no intention of watching Karate Kid 3. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be watching, obviously, the new season of uh, Cobra Kai when it eventually comes out. So, obviously, we'll see how I follow along with that when it comes down to the flashback scenes. Because, obviously, I've already sat there and said that you don't necessarily have to be a fan and go back and watch the old movies to be able to watch the new seasons and to be a brand new fan as such. You can get what you need from the flashback. So I'm kind of going to be putting that to the test with season four then, I guess, because if it does go into season or you think it's going to go into the third film, like you're saying, then I will have no clue of what that story is about or what happened in that movie. Uh, see, it's, it's like I said, it's worth a watch. If you, it's up to you if you don't want to, because like you say, the, the flashbacks will bring it back to you. But to me, that that moment at the end, like knowing that all of those flashbacks from Vietnam, like you, they basically made you believe because Terry Silver has a ponytail in Karate Kid Three. The other guy that gets shot when you know when they get captured, the other guy that gets shot is called Ponytail because he's got a ponytail. So it makes you think, well, like fucking hell, you believe originally if you know the Karate Kid Three, could that be Terry Silver? Could that be the guy from Karate Kid Three? But then right, he gets okay. shot. You're like, oh, no. And then it turns out it's the other guy, the weedy sort of guy, because he's not weedy. He's quite a cocky, confident guy in Karate Kid 3. So he's the weedy guy. But you, by the end of it, you see him say, oh, thank you. Like, I owe you for my life. You know he's now going to go off to become the Terry Silver, who's a complete dick and an arsehole and basically like, into world domination like most bad guys are, that we that it's going to appear in season four. Hopefully. Okay. So, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes in season four then, I guess. But... Uh... That's that's Karate Kid Free. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about: Eagle Fang Karate. 
Is that like <laughs> the worst and best name ever for a karate dojo? That did make me laugh. Yeah, the old eagle fang. And I, even when the kids say, um, "Eagles don't have fangs," and it's just fucking throws a t-shirt him or something. Or <laughs> when Dimitri is doing the whole stand-up in the when they're trying to join forces, and he's like, "This is where Miyagi Do and Eagle Fang." Horrible name, by the way. <laughs> it's the way it's, like, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's so fucking stupid, but it was also such a badass fucking name. I, I want the t-shirt. The eagle with the fucking fangs yeah. coming out of it as well. It's like it's, <laughs> it's so Johnny. It's so Johnny in his character. He like he hasn't changed. He's he's just a lovable douche, and he and he's just so, like, it's so Johnny. Like Eagle Fang is the like I say it's the worst name in the world. But I want a t-shirt. I want an Eagle Fang t-shirt <laughs> just because it's so horribly good. It's amazing. It is, it's class name. So we're, we're coming to the end of like a lot of the stuff we wanted to talk about. But one thing I wanted to bring up, because I know one of them really hit you hard, is the cuts they made to this season. Two of the, the main yes. characters that were taken away from us. being One being Aisha, the girl with the glasses, and one of the first yep. Cobra Kai students. And then Stingray, the comic relief. Oh, Stingray. Uh, my, I love Stingray. But um, yeah, like they just... Not sure what the reason. I don't know if you know the reasoning behind it, but like Aisha, like that wasn't much of a loss for me because uh, she was kind of like they've got enough kind of you know the nerds, the 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 kind of the outsider characters that you know never fit in. That's kind of what they're all made of, isn't it? All the karate clubs being Miyagi Do. It's a shame because she's one of the originals. That I mean, I've I've looked into this. The real reason, what the the released reason why she wasn't in it is that they just couldn't find anywhere for her character to continue. Like you're saying, like they've got enough. Okay, yeah, like I can get that because I I couldn't, I didn't really see much from her in the seasons. Obviously, she was a best friend of someone. They had a little bit of a story between her and Sam being best friends. But um, but yeah, like it wasn't a massive loss for me, and they kind of explained that on one of the episodes. I think it was one of the first ones where they went back to school and said that her parents, after the fight, kind of moved her away to a private school and I mean, stuff like that. I know but, from again reading into it that she, I don't think she was obviously she's obviously wasn't very happy because it's now become I'm assuming because it's got so more popular since it's got on Netflix that she released yeah. something when it was announced that she released saying um, basically they um, you know. Not happy, but I'm not going to be continuing with Cobra Kai. Uh, all the best to everybody. And it came across like she was bitter about it. I, I think maybe, yes, they didn't have much of, of place for her story to go. Because I get that she's Sam's best friend, but then Sam's got enough going on with Robbie and Miguel. And it's, it's bringing Sam as like a... I'm not going to lie, even Daniel sort of mentions it. Like, you've had this guy, you've had Robbie, you've had Miguel in the last year. Like, you, you've got a lot going on, sort of thing. Yeah. So it gets a bit confusing but- about who she cares about, I think. Um, yeah, but the the Stingray one hit me hard because I've, I, man, I relate to Stingray so hard. Like, the fact that I'm, you know me, I'm one of these people that like refuses to grow old. <laughs> so I'm still that guy that like 35 is still going to nightclubs trying to drink like a 20 year old. And then when you get there, you find that you're drinking with just a bunch of 20 year olds and drinking them under the table kind of thing. And Stingray's that guy, you know, like he used to, t- he, he would turn up at the parties with him, wouldn't he? And uh, cause in season two, he brings his date to a party, wasn't it? He was like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to, we're going to a party. And then she turns up and it's all like teenagers drinking. And she's like, uh, I thought you said we was going to a party. And he's like, yeah, this is my friends. <laughs> it's like not what you expect, but uh, so the basically, you obviously missed it in the show. The throwaway comment about Stingray was that after the fight, because obviously he was fighting kids. He was meant to be the security guard of the school, and he was fighting yeah, yeah, kids. Right. And he is an adult. Like I think they didn't. Like again, I don't think they knew what they could do with him after that. Because basically, the throwaway comment was that he, after the fight at the school, he was put on a what they called um, restraining order that he's not allowed right, around okay. minors for like five hundred foot around the school or minors. So that's the how they got rid of him. And how he's not in it anymore. But I, again, I think, like, what can we really do with his character going forward? Like, he was great for that season and what he did. But yeah, is it was it... just something different in the mix, yeah. you know? Because they're all obviously the kids and the teenagers. But, like, even that bit in the woods in season two where he's, like, hiding in the trees like fucking, uh, like, Sylvester Stallone in Rambo and fucking yeah. pops out and takes him on and takes his bandana. I was like... And, and he uses that like when, when he goes to the interview, didn't he? Like, I, I, I won this competition at Cobra Guy. I mean, fuck all to this guy, <laughs> the teacher, but he, this guy, he's proper proud of it. But that's what I mean. I think, like they said, like, what could you, after like, the fight at school, like, it, it would be a bit weird that he's still allowed around kids, I think. Like, it's kind of like, we did that. It's a great, it's a great ending to that series. What do we do with him now? Like, he's had yeah, a fight at school. Like, it don't look great on him. Like, 
he's not only hanging around with kids. I think the joke's got a little bit to the as far as they can go with him hanging around with kids without it becoming a bit too weird. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. I was just disappointed because I did love Stinger. I, I did, I did. But then again, I, if if they were to brought him back and it went stale, you'd be feel kind of lose a part of the show. And I think that's what they've done with the two of them. They threw them away because like, what can we do with them? If if it ain't going to work with them anymore, let's not overdo it. Let's not just keep them there for the sake of keeping them there. Um, yeah. Plus, they're bringing in so many new characters all the time with new students and stuff. It's just going to become far too packed. Yeah, massively, massively. And then let's go to the last red herring that I was talking about in this. Like, even it okay. was built up in the trailers that obviously we we've kind of always known that this was leading to Danny and Johnny, Daniel and Johnny, sort of coming together. You kind of gave, always gives you that sense that at some point they're gonna come together. You know, now it is against Crease, but they're going to come together. And what they did in the trailer, they made they showed you that bit where they're comparing themselves to Tango and Cash in the car. And then I think, yeah. like I said, it was a red herring because I was like, oh shit, like they're going to go, they're going to become friends. And then they do that in the very first episode. That's a Tango and Cash, and they instantly break off and they hate each other again. Yeah. And that's where it brings that. What a great red herring because it made you think, oh, they're going to be friends. And then you're like, oh shit, no, they're not. They're just going back to the way it's just going to carry on now. It's not going to happen. Yeah. See, I've I've been a big advocate of wanting Miyagi Kai. The, yeah. the two coming together and forming this new dojo like Miyagi Kai. I, was like, I think it's oh, going to be Miyagi. Miyagi I think it's going to be Miyagi Fang now. <laughs> Miyagi Fang. Miyagi, yeah, yeah she sounds all right. Go as well. No, I like it. Miyagi Fang. It sounds all right. But, Miyagi Dangfo. Uh, no, that doesn't yeah, sound but, right. Um, um, yeah, it's like a great choice of music in the end there as well. That Phil Collins song in the, air, in the tonight. air tonight. But it was obviously a re uh, a remake with someone else singing it i think it was a remix type song yeah. wasn't it but so but before we get there what again like i was saying it was a red herring because it made you think that you they weren't like okay we're going to carry on now they're going to be enemies again and it was the the perfect reason and the best way to bring ali in you bring ali in and she's the one that basically turns to the pair of them at the very last bit then say you two like are a nightmare but do you realize why you're pissed off because you're the fucking same and yeah. brilliant ending to Ali's arc. Like you thought she was going to get with Johnny. Like, is he going to mess about with uh, Miguel's mum and not like, pe- like, long her off now because yeah, Ali's back? Carmen, Carmen, that's name? it. Is yeah, it Carmen. Carmen, yeah, yeah. So like, you think? Yeah, that, I like Carmen as well. I, I do, and like, you kind of. But but did you get that? As soon as it was the Ali and Johnny thing, I kind of forgot that he just had that yeah, thing with her. And I was like, going to be like, ah, oh, he's going to fuck that up as well. He's going to end up because he ain't going to be with Ali, and then he's not going to be with Carmen. He's going to be a fuck up again, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just it was drunk on the floor but again. you kind of because it was Ali and it was her and you never actually obviously you got to remember when you come to the Karate Kid they'd already split up you never saw and I loved how they did it like Daniel's and Ali's they went to golf and stuff that Daniel and Ali went to in the 80s and they did yeah. it like you saw them with their relationship you only ever saw them hating each other yeah. And it made Dan, like Daniel, actually think or take a look at himself as well in the same situation as Johnny. Because actually, what happened with Johnny, where he oversaw Ali with Danny on the beach and jumped to conclusions, she mentioned that the same shit happened with them later on down the line, didn't she? She was saying that, oh, you saw me with that guy and you got jealous and you stepped in. So, like, Daniel went and done the exact same thing Johnny did with Ali like later on but obviously that's not a part of I don't believe that's a part of the next movie is it or anything like that or but... uh, no so right so that how that ended again because dr- drug in your memory Karate Kid 2 and I think it was something that pissed a lot of people off at the time because obviously Elizabeth Shue decided she weren't going to come back for Karate Kid 2 so they need to give Daniel another interest and what they did is they kind of just fobbed Ali off he you see the end of the competition you see that's added scene from the competition where they, they go outside and uh, Kreese is beating on Johnny Miyagi steps up makes him punch through the windows and then he does the no mercy is for the weak and then boom honk he does that to crease at the beginning of Karate Kid 2 which leads to Danny doing it and then yep. it skips to a couple of months later it's Danny turning up with a broken car and he says he says oh I've caught she's with another guy she's fallen for somebody else and she's crashed my car and that's the whole joke that she says I bet you even told Mr Miyagi that I broke your car when it wasn't so it, right. it was like people were okay. pissed off again complete full circle they've cleared that that thing that people hated they people generally did like what the so we well, I kind of watched that whole thing with Ali and fell in love with Ali and she's a dick She's gone off with someone else and smashed his, that car up, the car we love. But it shows but it, that... it just ties into that whole thing Ellie said, where it's like, you, if you actually take a step back and look at each other, you'll probably see a lot of similarities and in, in yourselves, you know, and you'll notice this. And the, the exact same thing happened, you know, it's like that 
uh, Johnny being jealous of Danny with Ali, and then the same thing happened with uh, Ali at a later state with Johnny. Johnny got, or no, Danny, so he got jealous of Ali with someone else. So he done exactly the same thing Johnny did, which started off their feud. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Again, and it goes back. Like, do you remember? Obviously, they gave you that red herring. I keep talking about red herrings in season two, where they had that meal together. Him and Amanda. Him and Carmen. And at the end of it, you think, oh, they're actually going to see peace. And then it goes into the whole fight and they hate each other again. And it came yeah. full circle this time because I was like, is this going to happen again? They've just made amends and they're going to go back and find out what's happened and think it's all. But then it brings that moment, the end, where like I say, for me, it was Crease calling up Terry Silver from Karate Kid 3. You're like, oh shit, that's where that's going. He's going to back get, he's going to have a number two. And then you sort of see the Miyagi-Do, you see his students, you see Miguel and Hawk turning up, which, by the way, he's a fucking... I hate Ed Hawk. He's such a dick at times. <laughs> he's, he's very good at playing that role. He's yeah. a like, great he actor. Well. He's a great actor. And I, I followed him on Twitter, and his Twitter is like... He hasn't used it for a long time. It's like him from just as Karate Kid started and then before. He's like just looks like a sweet kid. He looks like the geeky side that you first meet him with. And it's, but he plays that role. I really generally didn't like him. The whole breaking of Dimitri's arm, fuck me. I was like, oh. Again, kind of a throwaway thing they did with how quickly they became friends after him breaking yeah. his arm. But a perfect, that kick to the other yeah, guys. Yeah, there was little bits of season three that felt a little bit rushed. Yeah. But like I said, all in all, it was I thoroughly enjoyed the series. Yeah, and it brings and... us to that, that final moment, man. It's like a... It's bittersweet that you know something even more awesome is going to come in. Like I said, Hawk and Miguel, they'll walk in. Daniel turns and Johnny joins next to him. And they yeah. both, it's just the looks on and their faces. Bows. It was all the kids that were friends as well. All the kids that got separated by the whole Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai divide were all friends, weren't they? And they kind of got split up. So you had like, um, obviously, Dimitri and um, Hawk. And then you had the, oh, who's the other two kids? The, the bigger ones. Oh, uh, Penis Breath, and I can't remember his name. Pe- it's Penis Breath, and I can't remember his the, yeah, the other guy's like, name. They, obviously, they got separated, and obviously, at the end of this, they And the two little together. ones. The two little yeah, ones. And the two little ones, they, yeah, the they, two little nerdy guys. They're brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Like, I hate you. If, if you died, I wouldn't even piss on you at your funeral. Like, what is the best line for a, like, nine-year-old to say? It's fucking brilliant. Like, that, that scene in that house where he goes outside, what was it, to check on a cat or something? Check, check on like, a cat. And he just comes flying through the fucking windows, like, smash, just lands on the floor in all the glass. And he's like... <laughs> What like happened? Completely fucked up. They're like, what happened? He's, He's like, like, no, it wasn't a cat. Yeah, no cat. <laughs> <laughs> and they come through. But, but they, they, like you say about all all of those friendships that you've been wanting to, like you say, it was there, and that's what's caught back. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Robbie, I've never been so keen on. I didn't like nice. him Robbie, as a good. I'm not, I'm not I'm not, especially as a a good guy kid where he was, you know, was trying to stop Sam from drinking. I was like, man, I don't believe him. It was those- it was those pretty boy fucking 90s curtains. Yeah, right. So him going, <laughs> shortening his hair and joining Crease. D- d- now I'm like, okay, maybe this guy's going to go somewhere better. And I'm going to start wanting to see more of his character because I could I give a t- no one. I just don't think anyone could relate to him being like, no one could like him. He's not a likable character. It's, it's, it's strange because even though he was trying to be a good guy and all that lot and make you feel sorry for him, I still didn't like him. No, exactly, exactly. And, and that's and nothing to not the actor. I can't be the only one. So that's maybe why they just thought, you know what, fuck this with the whole good guy Robbie shit and let's just let's just side him with Crease and just turn him into a villain. And it now works. It, it's, it, you, I didn't like, he's Johnny's son. So because he's Johnny's son and he's a bit of a rebel anyway, I, I kind of like that he went to Daniel. Uh, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have worked, him going to Daniel, because he shouldn't be. He should be with Johnny... But then should he be well, the whole Johnny? point against but, Daniel was to make his dad jealous anyway, so it was yeah. to piss his dad off. But it didn't work because it was Daniel. Like you can't be up pissed yeah. off with Daniel because, like, even yeah, okay, he is a bit of a dick in the series more, but that plays well because that's what happened to the Karate Kid. He's fucking yeah, it's just kid. showing you that there's another side to the story. Like, yeah, every yeah. bad character, there's a reason behind it and stuff like you only hear, you only kind of see it all from Johnny's uh, Danny's side, sorry, and then obviously in this series it starts to pinpoint more of. Uh, Johnny's side. Yeah, and that's some of the best throwaway lines in the show, like in, when they're in the courtroom scene and he's like, I was bullied by Cobra Kai. He's like, I heard you were the real bully. It's because it's going to be yeah. the, the How I Met Your Mother, which is one of the reasons this this became a thing because uh, 
Neil Patrick Harris's character in it wants to meet the Karate Kid, but he's always said that no, because they, they bring in Ralph Macchio, Daniel, and he's like, he's not the Karate Kid. J- William Zabka, Johnny Lawrence is the Karate Kid. He was like, this yeah. guy stepped on his girlfriend. You know what I mean? He was a dick, man. He like he, he kicked him in the face with a legal kick, and everything that that, that story is stemmed into what this show is, and it, it plays on that. Um, but yeah, it's I love Cobra Kai. I cannot wait for season four. Um, I think yeah, should we? Uh, I think we've done enough talking about Cobra Kai. Should we wrap things up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like we've done yeah, we've done about as much talking as I think I can pull up with Cobra Kai. There's not much else. I don't think we've left anything out anyway, really, with season three. We've left a few things out, but I think we've covered enough stuff for you know to, 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 that that is relevant that we needed to talk about. Yeah, like we've not we've not left anything out that I wanted to cover anyway, which was my biggest heartache was Stingway. Yeah, no, yeah, mate, I know that's upsetting. <laughs> see, for <laughs> me, I think for me it was that we're not going to see Ali again, possibly, but then we've got more characters possibly yeah, coming in. I don't care. So women yeah. just ruin things. But um, so here's the season four. Um, this has been the premiere episode of Talks with Dorks with me, Ryan, and my good friend Ash. Um, we will hopefully be back next week with another topic for you. Ash, any final words from you? Um, not really. Like, I, I, no final words. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what we kind of come up with as the next episode. I guess. Hopefully Wonder I'll Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh yes, that's out this week. So, yep, that might be the next. Uh, could I'm be the next not going to mention that I might have one, already one, seen the it. DC universe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to mention that I've already seen it. Have you seen it? It's not. It's not out yet. Of course, I haven't seen it. I have. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, there's ways to watch it, but I'm going to get it. You know, I'm going to watch it on my my big 4K TV with the sound bar on. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it in style. So as soon as that comes out, I'm going to watch Wonder Woman. The, uh, the first one then I'm going to go straight into the second one and then we'll have another podcast to do Talks with Dorks with Ryan and Ash episode 2 hopefully we'll have both seen Wonder Woman and that'll be the next topic yeah 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 thanks for listening you stay classy Chicago because that's what Anchorman would say this has been Talks with Dorks with Ryan and Ash Good night.